Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. Wanted to go over a story from CNBC. They recently interviewed Jim Chanos, one of my favorites. And I know Jim's kind of part of the mainstream and all that stuff. And obviously, I don't agree with him on everything. But I do really have a lot of respect for him. And I I like to listen to him whenever he's interviewed. There's a few guys out there that are part of the mainstream that I still really like to uh, hear their thoughts. Jim is one. Uh, Jeff Gunlock is another. So let's go into this because right at the very end of this interview, the the gentleman from CNBC asks him about the debt ceiling. And Jim says, well, th this could be one of those black swan type events. And, you know, I use that term loosely. And uh, But the true definition of a black swan is some sort of financial crisis that nobody sees coming, like nobody, other than, you know, just maybe some people way out in the fringe, like um, the Cervasa sickness. That obviously was like the, the textbook black swan, the housing market. You know, that was another good example, but probably not as good as the Cervasa sickness. But, but in, you know, and I myself try to think about, okay, what could be the next black swan? Maybe I can kind of see around the corner, so to speak, and maybe try to not figure it out because no one's ever going to know for sure by definition, but just get a list of possibilities that we should look out for as to potential black swans, right? But he hits on one that is very topical. So let's go over and listen to what Jim Chanos says. And I'll go ahead and rewind it a bit here. For example, was a disaster in that world. Debt ceiling, and if politics are boring, we don't really talk about them. And I'm not suggesting we're going to go down 2011 path when U.S. debt got downgraded. But it's clear that there's a faction of people that want to push the envelope on this. Is that something that concerns you? Or we just sort of slide through this like we typically do. No, I mean, again, it's another black. That would be a kind of another black swan that no one thinks will happen, including me. Um, I, I mean, just when push comes to shove, I think we're going to pay the interest on our debt. Um, but who knows? could be wrong so if you didn't hear that uh this uh, the gentleman guy adami i think is his name asks chanos about the debt ceiling and chanos says well he, he in his view there it's going to get handled and you would you know most people would say yes including me would say yeah they're going to handle it. it's no big deal they've done this in the past same old same old same old same old same old but uh, again that's when we're checking ourselves and our own biases, that's how a black swan occurs. Like when nobody thinks that it's possible to the point where they don't even give it any thought. I, and I would even put myself in that camp. I don't think it's, I, I, you know, it's probably on par with the Cervasa sickness. Like if you would have asked me in 2019, what is the probability of a, global pandemic and you know yada yada I, I wouldn't have said it was zero but i would have said it's just incredibly low and i probably would give the, the the debt ceiling issue the same probability that i would have given the survey sickness in 2019 as far as them uh, not coming to some sort of resolve to where this this debt gets paid i think this is a it, let's just assume for a moment that there is an issue uh, that, that cannot be resolved. I think we have to realize there 
the, the Fed, or let's say the government, has a little bit of time. And I know we discussed this last week, but it's worth reviewing again. And what I'm referring to specifically is the TGA, so the Treasury General Account. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Josh, do you have that? I'm, let me. I know I've got it up here. If you do, you just have to reshare your screen. Oh, do I? Well, can you pull it up real quick? Yeah, one second. Just Would give me a number. I think it's $300 billion, But give me a number as to what's in the TGA right now, because that's going to give us an idea as to how much wiggle room the Treasury has right now. I mean, it's just like you, you know, if you got a bunch of bills due, uh, you would just look in your checking account or your savings account and say, okay, well, do I have enough to cover the bills? And they actually might have enough to, to cover them. It's just, they're probably earmarked for other things, which would require Janet Yellen to issue more bonds, more treasuries at auction, which is why they're in this predicament in the first place. But it doesn't mean that uh, whatever they have the TGA funds allocated to or earmarked for now, they can't change that. You know, again, it's just like you having a thousand bucks in your checking account and you've got a thousand dollar payment to a mob boss <laughs> that, you, that you have to make, even though that thousand bucks is supposed to go to pay your car payment. Uh, at the end of the day, you can say, you know what, I'm going to put that car payment off <laughs> a little later to pay the mob boss. Uh, but at least you've got the thousand dollars. You don't have to go look for a thousand dollars to actually pay off the the debt you have. So while Josh is doing that, let's it's around assume... like four hundred and ninety uh, million. I no, 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 it's billion. Then billion, yeah. You sure four hundred ninety? That seems a little high. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe they. But... They've ran it up the past few days or the last like, week or two. Okay. So what, how does that happen, guys? That would mean that the uh, TGA isn't spending any. Uh, they're probably not due to this uh, debt ceiling thing. That would make sense. And because they're not spending anything, they're still collecting tax revenue. So when you pay your taxes, that goes into the TGA. So they're, they're collecting taxes, taxes. They're not spending anything because they're worried about the, the debt ceiling. And uh, that's why you're seeing an uptick there. So it's a, a little misleading when they talk about the debt ceiling and us not paying our bills and whatnot, because that implies that the government's checking account balance is at zero right now. And it's, it's not, obviously. It's at whatever, 400, 500 billion. Although that four or 500 is probably earmarked for other things which is why they were considering issuing more bonds to begin with, with which triggered the whole debt ceiling um, kind of uh, shenanigans here. But I think what's important is thinking through, okay, we, we've got some time, but if in the future this was an issue that could not be resolved, like let's assume for a moment that the TGA was down at zero. You say, oh, George, well, that never happened. Oh, no, 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 not so fast. Because if you look at the TGA and go back prior to like Trump, uh, Obama was the first person that really started to run up the TGA and allow it to get above like, like 10 billion. Before Obama, the TGA was, was very, very low. It's, it's basically they, they come like revenue would come in and they'd like immediately spend it. 
they never let it really get above. I, I forgot what the number was. Let's call it 10, 12 billion, something like that. But, but it was low, uh, relatively speaking, right? And more recently, when Trump came on, he allowed it to go up. And then I'm assuming that was him doing that or whomever was the, the Treasury Secretary at the time. And then uh, right, I think in 2020, 2021, something like that, if my memory serves me right, it went up over a trillion. Like it was at like a 1.4 trillion at, uh, I think in 2020, but it, it got extremely high. So this was uh, a lot of quote unquote liquidity, a lot of dollars that were kind of sitting on the sidelines that were waiting to come back into the economy which most likely would have added a tailwind to inflation, right? Because those are currency units that they're taking out of the economy through taxation, and they're kind of parking them in the checking account of the treasury, which is a liability of the Fed. So those dollars are out of circulation. You've, you've pretty much uh, just dug a hole in your backyard and thrown those dollars in there and then covered it up. And then what happens, but you know that at some point in time, the treasury is going to spend that money. So that's going to be those dollars are going to be injected back into the system, chasing goods and services, which in and of itself might not create a uh, positive inflation rate, consumer price inflation, but it would definitely add a tailwind. Um, and then if that was the only variable, then obviously it would create consumer price inflation. But going back to... Uh, the, the main thrust of this video, let's assume for a moment that that checking account balance of the treasury was literally zero, like it was or close to, you know, prior to Obama. And then they had this issue with the debt ceiling where they just refused to, to do anything. And you had a couple payments go by or maybe uh, that they had to quite literally default. You know, what would happen? I, I think it's a, a binary outcome. It would either be, and this is just my opinion here, it would either be nothing or it would be catastrophic on a level that is hard to comprehend. So my argument for it being nothing would be like the United States going off the gold standard. Like, can you imagine the debate that it, I'm assuming they debated this, but can you imagine that in like 1970? or 1971 prior to Nixon going out there and doing that. I, I mean, it, it's not like they could see into the future and see that, okay, well, this isn't, I mean, it's going to lead to problems, right? You could argue that, but it, it's not going to implode the entire global economy to the point where in three or four years, we're all living in caves, uh, just rummaging through the forest, trying to find nutrients <laughs> you know what i mean or you know living in caves eating canned goods and stuff like that that would and I, i'm not exaggerating if you all of a sudden make t-bills well you know what you'd have I and mean, we've got a great example of that we've got the gfc it would be the gfc times 10 Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. 
Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with macroeconomics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Because if you think about one of the main catalysts of the GFC, obviously we had a financial system, a global monetary system that was fragile to begin with. And it was heavily reliant on collateral. And one of the main sources of collateral were mortgage-backed securities. So when those mortgage-backed securities all of a sudden are not, quote-unquote, safe, the whole system that is built upon those mortgage-backed securities and the system that inherently is fragile, boom, implodes. So this is why Snyder always says that the, the GFC wasn't really about mortgage-backed securities. Because if the system would have been anti-fragile, let's say, and this is how I'm talking about the global monetary system, and you would have had the housing bust that we had, it would have definitely led to a recession, but it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the GFC. Not, not even close. Not even close. So it, it, to say that the GFC was a result of you know subprime mortgages, it, it, it's not really accurate. And you could say, oh, George, well, you're splitting hairs. But I think in this case, you need to have nuance in order not to lose very important accuracy. So that again, that was a result of this whole system being completely dependent upon mortgage-backed securities and therefore being incredibly fragile. And it's like a rug pull. Bam, you take out the mortgage-backed securities and the whole thing just implodes. So now you fast forward to where we are today, 2023. And I would argue, and I don't want to put words in Snyder's mouth, but I'm almost positive he would say the same thing, that if you had a similar event, but this time instead of mortgage-backed securities, it was T-bills, it's it's game over. I It is game over. I, I mean, it is it is... Forget the banks. They're done. I mean, I mean, not, not just banks. The, into, the entire monetary system would implode. I mean, everything. And you say, oh, well, George, the, well, the Fed would come in and backstop it. No. No, 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 no. This is way beyond the Fed's balance sheet. And although they have an infinite balance sheet, they wouldn't be able to respond fast enough. They could come out with, mill for you know whatever those four or five letter programs were that I was making fun of uh they, they can do all that nonsense they want but that would create such a massive domino effect that the, the whole thing would implode before the fed knew what hit it i mean talk about just a boom that quick left hook from tyson i mean you're out before you even know he threw the punch and uh one of the reasons i think that's such a low probability although I, I definitely think it's something that deserves our mental bandwidth, is because the, the people at the Fed, they have to know that. I know that they try to pretend that they're the center of the monetary solar system and whatnot, but it, it, they, they have to understand the significance of treasuries 
and T-bills in the global monetary system. We're not just, listen, this is not just about the United, in fact, the United States government and funding the government and whatnot, that's, that's child play. That, that's, that, that's not even, uh, you know, 10% of the story. That, that, that's, uh, that's a sideshow, I think is the best way to say it. That, that would be irrelevant compared to, it would be, it's basically like, uh, you know, going back to the GFC and trying to worry about, you know, what happens to the, the car business or something. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. That, that would be a problem, but listen, we got way bigger fish to fry that that's like looking at the debt ceiling, potential black swan and, and focusing on what happens to the U S government. It's like, who cares? Uh, that that would be the least of your concerns <laughs> if if somehow uh the global monetary system comes to the conclusion that t-bills are no longer quote unquote safe i mean i i literally can't articulate how catastrophic that would be and again i i have to believe i i hope that the the i know the politicians don't understand that there's no way they do, but I would hope that someone at the Fed, like you know, like Jerome Powell or something, who has their ear, has the ability to call them up and say, "Hey, you retard, you can't, you don't understand what you're doing here. You know, you want to default on that. This this isn't about just getting back at the Democrats or the Democrats trying to get back at the Republicans. You have no idea." what you are doing it just you know you have no idea the fire that you are playing with right now hopefully there would be someone uh that they would listen to that 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 would have their ear that would articulate and communicate to them the 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 devastation of them doing whatever they would do to send the message to the market that that t-bills were no longer safe I mean, this isn't, and, and you say, well, George, well, other countries have done that, Argentina, blah, 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 Let's, this, again, you're comparing apples to oranges. You cannot compare U.S. treasuries to any other asset, none, zero, no other sovereign bonds, I, I don't care, none, it, it, it's, it's, you're talking about the difference between, um, you know, an apple falling from a tree and and in a black hole. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I think you guys understand this from from watching a lot of my videos. So the main point that I wanted to communicate by showing this clip from Jim Chanos is if you've got a list of potential black swans that you're trying to assess the chances or the odds, or you're trying to handicap, I, I would definitely add this to the list for sure. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. See you in the next video.